Thank you, Todd. We'll hear from Todd next time. I just want to make sure we get Matthew up here. Um, Matt, would you go ahead and put that slide up? Two weeks ago, um, we shared a vision that came from a vision statement, new vision statement for Blazing Fire Church. Came out of our elder retreat a couple about almost a month ago now. Encountering God's transforming presence, enjoying kingdom life as His family, and equipping world changers. You know, when we boil it all down, that this is this is what we're about. This is why we're here. This is what we signed up for. And uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's on podcast, or it should be soon if it's not yet. And in fact, uh, all our messages are. So you can go to blazingfire.org, and um, and podcasts are free, including last week's uh, Bill and Carol's. That'll be uploaded as well. Even the afternoon session on relationships. So um, be checking that occasionally. Anyway, I wanted to just, we're going to focus for just a few more minutes on that, that middle one, enjoying kingdom life as his family. You just heard Todd talk a bunch about that, about family, about getting real with each other. It is a scary thing, especially if we weren't used to that growing up. And, uh, and yet, it's where we're going. We have to go there. Um, because the more we get drawn into God's heart, the deeper he takes us in we are going to get more and more transparent and vulnerable with each other. It's just what's going to happen. And when we do, watch out. Because your life, not only is your life going to change, but you're going to change the world in a whole different way once once the fears are gone, once the things you've kept hidden are gone. I don't want to say more because Matt's going to say more. But um, let me just introduce him, though. Um, Matt, Matt Gio is uh, just an amazing young man. He's been at our church, I don't know how many years, I want to say like five or so. But I know he was here for a, a, a while, a couple of years, then he went off to Bethel. Um, he went to the Bethel School of Ministry, was there for two years, right, Matt? One year. And then he came back, and uh, he's been really involved here. He leads uh, a group called Encounter, which is for uh, young adults. If you don't know about it, it's awesome. They go deep as well. And um, But he just had some cool things on his heart that he wanted to share about about family and relationships. And you're going to get totally blessed. Um, and at the very end, Susan's going to come up and just kind of put a little icing on the cake. And uh, so would you welcome, please, Matthew Gio. Thank you, everyone. Um, well, the first thing I would like to do is pray. So... Um, Daddy, I just just ask that you would come and that you would convey um, just all the things that you would have me say uh, in the way that you want me to say them. Um, God, would you just um, come right now uh, and touch uh, your kids' hearts and just really, really, really show them how much you love them. And um, and God, would you just, just um, help us as a body, um, um, be transformed uh, to create a safe environment around us to be vulnerable. In Jesus' name. So I wanted to start off by sharing with you um, it's a vision that the Lord gave me um, one day. And um, basically it went like this. Like I, I caught a glimpse of like what relationships were like in heaven. And 
it totally wrecked me. Like I, I'm like, my my, like what I saw up there is that every single person in heaven, um, everyone knows everything about everyone. No one has any need whatsoever or feels any need to hide anything from anyone. They actually know that every person around them genuinely loves them, genuinely cares about them, genuinely is for their success. They, they don't, they're not up there wondering if people, um, if they can share something with someone. Um, and, and the love that I felt was, was real. It was, is the most amazing thing I've ever felt. It was almost like the people there were, were Jesus. I mean, I mean that, I, of course, that's the goal. But, like, I literally felt love by the people there, like, Jesus loves me. And, um, and I know very much that this church, we as a church, you know, we're, we're under Bethel. We're all about his kingdom co- uh, coming and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and that includes family. Like, what does family look like in the kingdom? And um, I believe the Lord showed me that because he wants it to happen here. I don't think he just showed it to me to give me a, a feel-good feeling and like, and to make me look forward to heaven. I mean, that, that's kind of pointless. And that, I'm going to be, uh, I, I plan on being here uh, quite a number more years, so, 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 um, um, so I, I don't really need to know that if that's for me to look forward to heaven right now. But anyway, um, so, um, God showed me that because he's been, he's been speaking to my heart for a while now, um, about this family thing. And I didn't really know what to make of it at first. Um, and then everyone else started talking about, oh, God wants us to come together as a family. He wants us to be vulnerable. I'm like, whoa, God, you're speaking to everyone about this. So, 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 and I'm like, oh, well, I, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go after this thing. Like, um, to be honest, I kind of put the vision on a shelf, not really knowing what to do with it. Because um, it just seems so out there. Like, how how does this even work here? Um, 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 and I, re- I really appreciate like what the Holy Spirit did through Todd today, because he's really uh, been highlighting to me pretty much all day long um, the key to vulnerability is to know that you're loved and. Brent does an awesome, amazing job doing that. Um, but I really felt like it's almost like the Father in heaven is. It's almost like He's crying out to us today, like, "Do you know your value? Do you really know your value? Do you understand? Do you understand the anguish that?" I was willing to go through seeing my son on that cross so that I could have each and every one of you. It was so unbearable to me uh, that I couldn't even look at Jesus when he was hanging on the cross. I looked away. And my son, the Bible shows that my son noticed, well, why did you turn your face from me, Father? But I decided before you were even born, 
that it would be worth it, that each and every one of you is, is worth it. Um, I knew you, just, just what his word says, I knew you uh, uh, before you were formed, and, and, and I formed you in your mother's womb. And, and Jesus, I, I, you can just picture Jesus with, with, with the Father, and they're just deciding, you know, Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, and they're like, you know, do you want to do this? And Jesus is like, yes, I really do. Because I can't stand the aching and the longing of the Father's heart for his family to come back together. I can't stand it anymore. I love my Father so much that I have to do this. And I love them so much that I have to do this. Um, and, and you know, God, I believe God was showing me this. He's shown me just the aching longing of his heart for his children. Um, and when you can picture Jesus, you know, he's being tortured and beaten, um, you know, flesh ripped off of his back, and, and just him just willingly getting up to take more, willing uh, to get up to take more rejection and more pain and more. And the, the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And, you know, it, it, it's really important that, that we as a body understand what the joy set before him was. What, what was he thinking about? What motivated him? What motivated him to get up again and take another beating? What motivated him, even when he didn't think he had the strength anymore, to get up and carry that cross one more step down, down the Via Dolorosa um, to Golgotha? What motivated him um, to take his beating with joy? Like, really, really, like, when he was looking forward he was joyful about his beating because he's, he was saying, wow, I actually, I'm going to get to be with Lonnie. I'm going to get to be with Daniel. I'm going to get to be with, with all, uh, each and every one of you. And I absolutely cannot stand the idea of any of you being separated f- from me. Do you know your value? Do you really know? Do you know the Father's cry for you? Do you know his heart, his longing for you? And I, I believe that is so important um, to know our value and, and to become family. Because if we don't value ourselves, then we're not going to receive val- uh, of value that people give to us. And we're not going to have healthy boundaries that expects people to value us. So, if we do not value ourselves, okay, if we don't know our value, then we're not going to expect other people to value us, and we're not going to be able to receive the value that other people give us. And... If we don't feel like we're valuable, if we don't feel like we have something of great worth to give to the people around us, then we're, go- we're going to sit on the sidelines and 
and with this poverty mindset, oh, well, I don't have anything to give, and, um, and, and feel like we can't be a part of this thing. And I want, I want to tell all of you right now that the Father so deeply cares about you. He was willing to endure the anguish, absolute anguish in his heart, watching his son get tortured and beaten on that cross just so he could have you. I, I honestly believe, like the Lord shared with me, it was one of the most difficult things that the Father has ever had to endure. But he did it for you. He did it for all of you. And since we have a Father that loves us so much, I mean, more than I can even comprehend, more than any of us can even comprehend, a Father that delights to give us good gifts, everything he gives us is good. Did you know that every good gift he gives to you is something that is valuable to him, something that is of great worth to him? Because he doesn't give his children things that, that he feels are worthless. He doesn't. He's a good father. He loves to give good gifts to his kids. So we have to get this thing settled in our heart that everything that we have received from the Father is of absolute importance and worth to, the, to our Father. So much so. He lo- and, and he's actually entrusted us with these things that, that are of great worth to him. He's entrusted us to steward these things he's given to us. And that every single one of you has something of great worth to the Father to, to give and, and to serve one another with. None of you are disqualified. If you're born again and, and you've uh, uh, accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're in. You get to have all the good gifts of heaven, the things that are valuable in heaven. And what what I'm what I'm trying to get at here is that we're we're all we're all involved whether we like it or not. <laughs> and you know the and, and I really believe right now that the, this whole family thing this it, it has to be we have to all be involved. You know God doesn't want just a leadership team giving out the precious things that God has given. He wants all of us giving out the precious things that he's given us. And we know when we know our value, we expect value from others. What does that mean? That means that it's like say like I'm, you know, my daddy gives me an awesome like amazing toy, okay? And I want to share it with little Johnny. You know, I'm, I'm a little kid. And Johnny starts banging that, to- that precious toy that Johnny, uh, that, that my papa gave me on the floor trying to break it. Well, what am I going to do? Am I going to have boundaries? <laughs> am I going to have boundaries where I'm going to say, hey, uh, please don't do that. 
That, my papa gave this to me, and this is really important to me. <laughs> and because I have value, I feel like I, I should feel that people around me should feel that how I feel and what I think is important. So I can be vulnerable with you because I know I have value. I know that I have something of value to share with you. The good and the bad. Because God values, values us where we're at. You know, he didn't wait for us to get our act together. To <laughs> so... I think that this is a uh, this is something that we have to um, we have to figure out. Like you know, you can have leaders up here who are telling you it over and over again, and you know maybe the twentieth time it sinks in. But honestly, like this needs to be something that each and every one of us we go to the Father ourselves, and we we seek this out personally until we ourselves know personally and experientially what this love of the Father looks like. Like actually asking our Papa in heaven, how do you see the things that you've given me? Like how do you see, like I don't feel like I'm important, Papa. So would you tell me, would you tell me how you see me and how you see the gifts you've given me and how important they are to you? We have to get this settled in our hearts because we we won't feel safe being vulnerable until we know who what how much we're valued. Because any when we don't feel like we're valuable, there's always gonna feel, it's always gonna feel like there's a lack or someone's not valuing me or or you know there's this insecurity that we constantly struggle with because we don't feel somehow that we're valued. And I, I believe that, that that's what, what Papa wants um, for us to, to pray and think about today is how valuable we are, how much his love is for us, how much he was willing to give up just to have one of you, you know, one of you to be in heaven with him. Like I fully believe, you know, I, the Holy Spirit has told me this many times that Jesus would have died on that cross if it if it only saved me. And I believe that's true for all of you. That's how much he loves you. And God is the ultimate model of vulnerability because think about this, okay? God is all powerful uh, high God, and he can do basically whatever he wants. So uh, he doesn't have to do, ha- doesn't have to listen to anyone, doesn't have to do anything. Say, you know, he's, he can, if he wants to close himself off to people or anything, he can. But guess what he did? 
He jumps off his throne, comes in the form of flesh, Jesus, okay, with all of the vulnerabilities and weaknesses of a human being. Okay? If, if he didn't, then he, the, the, the word of God's not true. He couldn't have been tempted in all the ways we're tempted. Because he needs, he needs to have the weaknesses that we have to have that same level of temptation that we experience. So he humbles himself. He's like, I'm, I know I'm God, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna humble myself and I'm going to, um, go down and get them up, even though they still reject me. Even though they still want to kill me, even though they st- many still don't even want anything to do with me, and I'm going to go over there, and with all of these weaknesses that I've allowed on myself, and let people spit on me, let people um, mock me, let people. He he made himself vulnerable to us. The Father made himself vulnerable to us. We, you know, we, we can actually hurt God's heart. And I'm not saying that in a condemning way, but it's true. You know, if for you to have love, you have to make yourself vulnerable. It wouldn't, it, 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 it's true. I mean, we wouldn't be able to grieve the Holy Spirit if he didn't make his, himself vulnerable to us every day. So he, he was, um, you know, obviously he did signs and wonders and miracles, but he's what, what I would call a powerful person. He's someone who knows what he's going to do regardless of what's going on around him. He knows who he is and who he's going to be regardless of what other people do because he knew his value. He knew that he was the his father's beloved son. He knew it. And nothing that anyone around him did could deter, deter him from that identity and what, what God had sent him there to do. And I believe that that's totally possible for us as a body because the Bible says that God made himself one with us. That same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus, that gave Jesus uh, supernatural strength, that gave Jesus the, all the supernatural abilities he had. Because he, he came with the full weaknesses of man, okay? so And he didn't start his ministry until he got baptized in the Jordan and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because he had emptied, you know, as Bill Johnson would say he'd emptied himself so much, self-imposed restriction, but he'd emptied himself so much that he actually needed the Holy Spirit to do what he did, to perform the ministry that he did. So he made himself vulnerable, and the things that other people did didn't deter him 
because he knew his value. And he said, as I went, so I send you. (laughs) And there's a verse in the Bible that just bugs me to pieces. Because what it says is that you will know my disciples by their love for one another. (laughs) And it bugs me to pieces because Jesus used the same word for love for his love, for us. You will know my disciples by their, uh, the Greek word is agapao, which is another form of the word agape, for one another. So, and he, uh, he, anytime he told his disciples to love, he used that word. And, that that just does, I don't know if that bothers anyone else, but that definitely bothers me. <laughs> because I know I can't agapao anyone in this room. <laughs> it's it's impossible. So why did Jesus command us to do it? Later on in that passage, he actually says, uh, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be fearful. I will send you a helper. (laughs) So I think he was trying to get at something. Is he going to send us a helper, maybe because we need help? (laughs) (laughs) So we can't do this by ourselves. We need God. We need. We just. We just need Him. And my encouragement to all of you would be to really go after God for this because I, I don't believe like I love what we're doing here this is amazing like this the, there isn't any place like Blazing Fire uh, anywhere in the Bay Area it's just an amazing church um, but I believe that God this is not the fullness of what God intended as family and I believe we have to be extremely intentional about getting before the Lord and going after this thing. We have to. It's not just going to happen. You know, because we have all of this all of these issues we're dealing with and if we if we we're not intentional, life is just going to happen to us instead of us, us actually living our lives. So do you want life to happen to you or do you want to see heaven invade earth? <laughs> and that, that's, that's the goal is heaven on earth. And heaven is completely safe to be completely vulnerable. 
when we're when we're powerful people, when we have, know the value that we have for ourselves and for what God has given us, we start noticing. God basically tells us, "I've given, entrusted you with these treasures, these things that are treasures to me." And you start noticing the treasure, things that are treasures to God, and you finally come to the place where you discover the greatest treasure right there next to you, right there seated next to you. And how how much, like you all here sitting in these seats, you you are what what drives God crazy, what drives him bananas. All he has to do is look at you, and he's, he's just undone. Honestly, that's what Song of Solomon says. So, And when you, when you, are, you know how valuable you are, you are now free to value the treasures that God has put right in front of you. There's no spirit of poverty in you. you. You don't feel like, oh, I need something else or from this person. Otherwise, I, I don't feel like I have value somehow. It, it has, it, when we have value, we look at the person next to us and we realize what a treasure they are. And we start seeing them the way God does. And we start valuing them so much that we actually want to share who we really are with them. And they, they vice versa. Um, and of course, it's not always going to work out that way. That's why we have the boundaries. That's why when Johnny tried to break my toy, I took it back. So... <laughs> Because I want to save that thing for someone who will value it. Because it's incredibly valuable. I know that my, my daddy gave me something incredibly, a, a treasure to, to behold and to steward, to bless the people around me. And I'm going to protect that thing. I'm not going to allow, you know, that, that verse is... is preached out of context many times, but I'm not going to throw my pearls to swine. You know? And I really believe that's what that verse means. It's like when you understand the pearls that God has given you and how, how much he values those pearls and how much, how much trust he's put in you to steward those pearls, you're not just going to allow anyone to grab a hold of them. So there's a, that balance between boundaries and being able to be vulnerable. And it, it's no longer a question of whether I gain my value based on how that person reacts. Because I don't get my value from that. I get my value from him. Amen. I know I'm valuable. I know that I'm, a, I'm his treasure. If anything, it saddens me now that you don't think you're enough of a treasure to want to behold a treasure that God has given us. I'm no longer offended by, by you. I'm, I'm more saddened because it's like I want you to fully realize like what a treasure you are. Like I can, you can start feeling the anguish in his heart when people don't really know how valuable they are.
So uh, I think that's all I have to say. But <laughs> so um, I wouldn't. Um, we're gonna have a. Uh, one of the elders of the church, uh, Susan, come up. But before that, I wanted to um, just pray with you guys. Um, and because I, I want to go after this thing with you guys as a family. So, Daddy, I just, just ask that you would just come. God, that you, we just open our hearts to you. All the thing, excuses and the long list of reasons why we can't receive your love, why we, we can't feel valued, God. God, um, we just, by faith, we take that list and burn it. And we just say, um, there are no longer any excuses. Like, I must know how much you value me, Papa. I, I, I can't live another day not knowing how much you love me and how much you value me. And I'm going to go after this thing until I really do know. Thank you, Daddy. Yeah. Thank you, Daddy. Yeah, I just, just asked Papa that you would just, just um, bless everyone here with just a tremendous grace. Um, God, that, that anything the enemy is doing to hinder them, God, that you would come in as the mighty warrior on their behalf. Um, God, I know that you're even more eager than I am about it, so um, I just, just agree with your plan for all of their lives. God, that we're going to be raised up in your glory as the glorious bride of Christ and, and your family, Papa. And we're going to act like your family. We're going to act like we're family, God. And we're going to love each other like we're family, God. Because you have already spoken it to us. So God, would you just teach us and show us how, how that's, that happens for each and every one of us. How we can all be intentional about this family thing. The, this, the, the family culture of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Matt. That was, that was wonderful. Um, and for you parents whose children are downstairs, now is the time to go get them, please. You can bring them back up here, and we're going pr- to pray a little bit more here. So you can come back up and, and jump back in the pool. So we want to, yeah, just kind of minister a little bit more to what Matt just opened up. Um, and just to let you all know, <laughs> I guess there's some pe- people out there who are probably going, vulnerability, oh no, I can't ever come back to blazing fire again. <laughs> None of us know how to do this, okay, you guys? None of us know how to do this. None of us, probably, most likely, were raised in a family that learned to do this kind of thing, that learned that it was okay to open up your heart and really share your heart. We're all get, we all get to learn this together. How many of you probably can connect with when you were a little kid? You did it. it. It was natural when you were a little kid. And then somebody came along and did something. Ouch. That made you want to shut down your heart. So the beautiful thing is, it's, it's this invitation from Jesus. Is That was never his best for us. He says, come like little children. 
Come like little children in that innocent and that openness and that vulnerability to say, here I am, Papa. Here I am. Love on me. I need, I need, I want, I want. I need you. I yearn for you. I hunger for you. I need to have more. He wants us to keep that heart. And, and we still have it. It maybe needs to be just reawakened a little bit. And we all know, of course, with our head that he loves us. We all know that we know. We all got the right answers here. So what we're talking about right now is, is, is our hearts. Because we all have some insecurities in there somewhere. That's okay. Because you know what? God already knows. <laughs> He's already there. He's in our heart. He knows the secrets of our hearts. So it's okay to be absolutely and completely vulnerable to, with him. Because he knows you already. He knows the stuff about our heart we don't even know. I mean, there's so much stuff in there I don't know about my own heart. But he knows it already. And you know what the amazing thing is? He, uh, he loves you right there in it. Right there in your most scared part of who you are, in the most insecure part of who you are, in the part of you that just thinks thoughts you wish you didn't think. He loves you right there in that place. He loves you in the place that feels like you are not enough. And if you feel like you want to go, um, even as we do this, if you want to, I don't know, go sit on the floor or come up to the altar or anything like that, you're welcome to do that. Position yourself however you want to allow Holy Spirit to come and love on your heart. You know, none of us are enough. None of us are enough in and of ourselves. And we sometimes start thinking there is something wrong with us. That there's an empty place inside. That's who we are. We all have an empty place inside that our Father in heaven fills with the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. He understands. He knows your thoughts from afar. He gets you. He gets the part of you you don't get about yourself. He gets why you react the way you do sometimes. He gets why you don't always know how to do the things you want to do. He gets it. He's called the comforter. He's called the comforter because you need comfort. You need comfort. And some of us haven't known how to receive the comfort that we need. We need to be comforted. We need to get it from the inside to be able to live the life that Matt was talking about. We can't do this from the outside. We've got to do this from the inside. We've got to do this from the inside where our true heart lives. It's, it's about living from your true heart. It's about being who you really are. It's about living from the very core of your being, being your true self. 
Because over the, over the years, we kind of sometimes have we put stuff on to try and please other people, to try and be what we thought we were supposed to be. Ooh. And he wants us to be, bring us back to that place of simplicity of saying, you get to be you. You get to discover who you are, maybe for the first time. You so get to be you. And you are unlike anyone else. You were made specially, intricately, uniquely by God to be unlike anyone else without, without any need to apologize for who you are. Without any need to apologize for who you are. But it's him on the inside of you bringing comfort. He says, I know, I know, I know, I understand. I understand. I make my love so, so delicate, so small that will fit the most, the tiniest, most tender part of who you are. And for some of us, the thing that keeps us from letting him in is we feel at some level ashamed of who we are. And if you're aware that there's this thing in you that says, I am not enough. I just don't feel like I'm enough. I feel like I should be ashamed of who I am because I feel like I'm not enough. Jesus, that that scripture Matt talked about, Jesus with joy. He went with joy to the cross and he despised that shame. The shame that's on you, he despised for you. He took it. He took it for you. He took it for you. Anything in you that feels not enough, anything in you that feels unworthy, He took it. He took it. He took it. Anything in you that feels too overwhelming, that you can't let go of those griefs, those sadness, he took it. He didn't just take your sin. He took your griefs too. He took the things you haven't been able to overcome. He took them. 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 He gets you. He knows you. He adores you. He did it all so he could have that perfect, vulnerable relationship with you that he is more hungry for than you are. He says, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to help you know you. (laughs) 
He wants to help you know you. He wants to help you learn to become your own best friend. To know that you're never alone. You're never alone. You never have to be lonely. Because he's so right there with you. He is so for you. Every single struggle you have, he sits with you. He sits with you. He has no expectations on you whatsoever to measure up, to make anything happen, to do anything other than allow him to be there. Just allow him to be there. That's it. Allow him to be there. That's it. That's it. Because that is the answer. Allowing him to be there is the answer. So I just, um, I'm just feeling like, just, I will just bless the tender place you're getting in touch with right now. And just ask God that you just pour fresh life on that place. The awareness that they are enough in you. They are enough in you. You have all the love they need. You never run out. You never run out. You never get tired of them. You never look away. So, and that there is absolutely nothing any of us can ever do to make him turn his back on us, ever. Nothing. You cannot do a thing to make him turn away from you, to make him stop adoring you and loving you. So I just, right now, God, ask you to just drop into every heart here the truth of who they really are to you right now, the gift they are to you, the place of belonging they have in your heart. The place of being known. they have right there before you, completely and utterly and intimately known by you and adored. You get to be yourself. You get to be yourself. That's all he wants. And he's the one who teaches us how to be ourselves. So I just bless you all to keep exploring the fullness of who you are, the fullness of your hearts, the heart God gave you. Deeper and wider and more complete than you can know. (laughs) So capable of being loved. So made for love. I ask God that you would just increase 
that ability to keep receiving from you. And I ask you to bless that ability to receive your compassion and your comfort in ever deeper ways. Jesus, in your name, amen.